0: Check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever. I All this shit's done. Yeah, podcasts everywhere. You got any more? Any more? SoundCloud? <laughs> anyway, ElPrimoBrand.com. We got that up there now, so if you don't know how to get to any of that, go there. <coughs> we are joined, episode 90, a big one, by the old homie. Haven't seen this guy in a while. Mr. Mike De La Torre. What's up? What's
1: up, man? <laughs>
2: good to you see you bro you too man how are you i'm well thank you for asking um yeah life's peachy i like
0: that i like that um so i gotta ambush you a little bit And am gonna give myself you know, a couple seconds here
2: <laughs> but uh you want to ask know, me a question uh, the here's answer's the... long enough <laughs> where you can fit in a bomb <laughs>
1: <rip>. <laughs>
0: you know you know how we do it. this thing's scheduled out uh, no, but So we start this thing pretty much same, same same exact way every time Get you, the guy in the chair To give me Three songs Not necessarily your favorite songs in the world But I need like three Complete Just fucking Game changers, will you? Like Like you hear this Song And for some reason you're on the ground doing like push-ups Or like you hear the song and you just fucking jumped out a second-story window, you know?
2: <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Okay, three songs. Three songs. When I listen to Damn it's jersey. yeah, it's Squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on <gonna> the move. <clears throat> okay, here's a good question, by the way. Um, "Drag the Waters" by Pantera. Makes me want to headbang so bad that my head falls off. Nice. Um, When I put on Louis Prima's version of Pennies from Heaven in the morning, usually just, like, sets me right, you know? Puts me in a great mood. And for the third, you know what? When I hear Ella Fitzgerald do Mr. Paganini, it, like, shakes me and moves me and... Ah, uh, I love it. I like it. It's quite a performance. Oh yeah! I feel like that was a boring answer. Okay, let's do this again. <laughs> no no no. I knew I could count on you for some for some little gems, here. Uh. <coughs> like actually, I quit Ella <coughs> Fitzgerald performance 1962 in <coughs> London Hall <coughs> Make sure it's off the B-side Yeah, the A-side's no good you, you, you can, you know uh, So yeah, man well, Welcome, first of all Now we got that out of the fucking way Thank you, it's been a while since I've been here Yeah,
0: no shit, dude This is my This is my old room Yeah, it smells this like is, it This is the room I lost my virginity in You know <laughs> Yeah? Yeah, dude Right? Not probably, not that bad. I don't really know. <laughs> I feel on. like it was in the same vicinity. But uh, anyway, it's actually the first podcast I think I've uh, done outside of my little couch
2: area, too. Yeah, up in LA? Yeah. Special one, man. All right. Live yeah, nice. right from Long Beach. Hey, yeah, Damn. shit. Yeah. All
0: you had to do to get me on the fucking podcast is come to Long Beach. Yeah, just get out of here. No, I, certainly got, dude. I told, I told, uh, I told my boy earlier. Uh, I was like, yeah, hey, dude. I'm like, he's going to go over. And uh, I was like, yeah, I got to push you back, dude. I'm like doing a podcast, man. I'm like, I'm taking advantage of Chrome. I'm like, let's do this, man. Let's fucking <laughs> do this. Yeah, Chrome like, said he had a good
2: old time. It was fun. Yeah. It, yeah. You no. Know, all
0: this <laughs> but yeah, so we get the songs out of the way. Let's catch uh, let's catch everybody up, man. Fucking let's see. I wanna give a little brief intro on how on how I know you. Cause uh you and this band tall boys back in the day. <laughs> fucking I remember we used to see at this fucking <coughs> this crazy little backyard all the time. Oh big ass backyard. Over hey. by Milliken. Whose house was that?
2: Let's see, that was. Is that the one kind of like. Are you talking about. That's the one that made the recording. Oh, that was Pukedom. Pukedom! Was... That, yeah, yeah. that was my Cal State Long Beach. Yeah, on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're talking about Sean Bankston's pad. That was in Bellflower with the huge backyard. Oh no
0: no no that yeah that was later on that was yeah that
2: one went off like <laughs> the there was a couple backyard
0: yeah <laughs> no no yeah the 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 first yeah the recording one off of like, like uh yeah, Palo Palo right yeah, dude,
2: yeah. <laughs> he was pissed
0: Puke Dome dude that's yeah.
2: that was legendary when I was in college man yeah yeah we'd go there for like Bible studies and, you know prepare for midterms yeah. <laughs> Do
0: uh do very religious things. (laughs) So, you guys had to change. You had to change your name after that due to some like lesbian punk rock band or something.
2: Yeah, there was an all girl uh like kind of industrial punk band from New York called the Tall Boys. (laughs) They were pretty good. I was like, (laughs) I listen to them. Like, God, we gotta change our name again. You know. So, yeah. So, so we landed on Zen Robbie. The
0: obvious next choice. (laughs) From Tallboys to to Zen Robbie.
2: Yeah. So explain that. Oh man. Well. (laughs) uh, We used to have the we used to make up stories every time somebody would ask us what Zen Robbie came from. But uh, I just feel like telling the truth today. (laughs) You know. Sometimes it, it feels like the right thing to do. Sometimes you gotta do the right thing. Well, shed that skin. You know, so <sighs> um, many years ago, we had uh, our very first manager and producer team, Scott Rickett and Dave Ezrin. and they're awesome. They, we learned so much from them, got to experience all kinds of amazing things. Um, they were both musicians who performed and recorded a lot in in the 80s and 90s um, Dave played with Lita Ford and Scott played with a band called Witch, and Also was working with a virgin recording artist Ricky Fonte Amazing soul singer. They have a great writing team together So uh, Dave's dad is Bob Ezrin famous Probably one of the most famous music producers in the world uh, executive producer um, Pink Floyd's The Wall you know, Kiss Destroyer. Oh, that thing. And, and, you know, one or two more you might have heard of. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we were an act that Scott and Dave brought to Bob, and I guess apparently we weren't the first. <laughs> but uh, uh, Bob seemed to, to humor the idea, so he, he, um, he said, hey, you know, here's some tips, uh, here's some hookups. You know, he got us in over at the Village Recorder with uh, some amazing people over there and helped us shop the record, but he's like, the name's gotta go, because I think we changed it to Fat Walk. Oh yeah, totally forgot forgot about about that, dude. I think I still have one ticket, because I think we only did like four shows as Fat Walk. And- uh, I forgot about that shit, (laughs) yeah. Fat (laughs) Walk. It was was (laughs) named after a Chinese food place in Downey. (laughs) Oh that's good you know we put a lot of thought into our names anyway so so uh (laughs) bob's like i you know i i like i finally like these collection of songs should go record them and shop them but the names gotta go You know, and so we hit them with at least 30 names and i actually can't remember if it was daniel your roommate or stewart and they were always hanging out with us at shows, and you know, help, helping us like with gear and and uh, security. <laughs> By that I mean, help drink our bar tab. <laughs> and uh, and one of them was like, "Why don't you take Bob's, Ezrin's name, and, like scramble the letters?" And, <laughs> and we were like, "Whoa, that's clever, you know." <laughs> and so we start humoring it, and we would come up with a couple, and you know. Uh, came up with Zen Robbie, and I was like, wow, that's quirky and super nerdy. I love it. And, you know, the guys are like, eh, uh. <laughs> at first. And then it started to grow, and we liked the, the Zen that was in it. So so we hit Bob with it, and we tell him, okay, Zen Robbie. He's like, I love it. We're like, oh, thank God, because it's actually your name, and, you know, there's no E. At the end. He's like, you, I knew I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, thus began our illustrious career as Zen Robbie, and, uh, we've been the men of Zen ever since. Right
0: on. Now, uh, throughout the years, up until today, I mean, so, you got this thing, Lunar High, but, let's go, like, I don't know, kind of, behind the scenes, you've grown quite a bit as a fucking, you know, like, like. Behind the scenes kind of like like You do all your shit now You master shit You do all that stuff You've learned mm-hmm. some Some pretty cool people You've worked with some Pretty cool people Some interesting fucking Projects I mean you're working with Brad's kid Fucking like Let's hear about this
2: side Well uh, We were doing our records Over at Headway And uh, My good friend Sean Lindell on the place and so I kind of took kind of an interest in all this stuff he was tinkering with was it the him. one over in Grove? yeah yeah cool and so uh, so I kind of like started becoming a little interested in that and <clears throat> and just getting better sounding recordings of myself and so when he closed his doors we went and started working at 17th Street as a, as a client uh, with Lou, who is the man, and uh, we started working over there, and we did Heavy Lies the Crown, and then after that, it was kind of like, I don't know, the, the, the vibe at 17th, and, and all the toys, and, and instruments, and it was just very inspiring to be around all that, and so I decided to go to MI, and learn a little bit of Audio engineering. I, now, I didn't go just for engineering. I went for, like, a, they called it the recording artist program at the time. So it was, like, a little bit of Photoshop, uh, a little bit of Dreamweaver. Uh, so we got got to know how to bl- learn how to make our own marketing yeah. uh, materials. Uh, and then we had, like, a, a recording techniques class and a Cubase and Reason class. And... um and so it was just like a little bit of here and there, and then you know, yeah. guitar lessons and vocal lessons. You know, so it was it's a really cool program. Yeah, that sounds know? pretty. Dope. I'm like, I want to do that. Dude, it was bitching. It was bitching, and especially if you really apply yourself, you can really maximize your experience and, and get a lot out of it. And that's you know, kind of what I what I did. You know, I I'd already gone to Cal State Long Beach for a few years, and you know, party my ass off at college. <laughs> I was like, All right, I'm gonna go to MI. I'm gonna really, you know from a nose to the grindstone and, and, and learn some shit uh, because it's expensive hiring somebody to record you <laughs> you know so, so I, wanted, I wanted to learn how to do that and um, so I set up my home studio after I moved back from Hollywood uh, back to Long Beach and set up my home studio and buying a little bit of toys here and there and I made the Jelly of the Month Club record uh, we did drums over at Gremlin and the rest of it uh, at, at my apartment Basically You know Which has become My home studio And What do you call that? Hollywood Stock Studios oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so So after I came home And set up shop uh, I started doing Lovely in the Middle And Started on the Jelly of the Month of record And after the Jelly record was done I was kind of Trying to work at other studios, and you know, I, t- I talked to the guys at Seventeenth, Alec and Lou, and I was like, hey, I'd, I'd love to come work here. They were like, cool, come work here. <laughs> I was like, cool, right on. Uh, and uh, ever since, I've learned so much, you know, um, just from from Lou and from you know, just being you know, hitting the floor sprinting with all the gear and all the outboard gear. Like, I didn't have originally have training on all that stuff. So it was kinda of like Crash Course. Yeah, dude, it was it was great though. Jump in the deep end, baby. Yeah, man. So so my guinea pig was Dead Man's Hand, the newest Zen Robbie record. And it only took me two years. <laughs> but um but yeah, in-sit those deadlines. Yeah, I know I got <laughs> said those deadlines. But in the meantime, I started getting asked by different bands and different artists to you know, hey, would you want to help us work on this? Or, hey, would you want... It started off as just, hey, maybe we can come track a little bit there. Or, hey, can you help us with the mix? Or even, like, do you have any notes on this? Yeah. And it really just evolved into a lot of word of mouth. Uh, you know, different artists know different artists. And, and, you know, so since I've probably done about... Eight or ten records. Oh, yeah. For other bands, not counting Xan or Jelly, yeah. and maybe like about the same amount of singles, maybe half a dozen singles. Right on. And um, yeah, for, and for all kinds of stuff. You know, we did, uh, I got to do, you know, I got to work with uh, Jacob and Law. Yeah, how did you get hooked up with that? You know, I don't really remember exactly how. I woke up and we were recording. <laughs> that's, no, um, that's I, awesome too. I, um, well, I, I gave a little bit of some uh, guitar and bass lessons to Dakota, their first bass player, and Jake, and in talks and in, and just like rapping about music and you know us being you know blown out. Hey, check this out. Oh, it's rad. Hey, check this out. Yeah, they were like, oh, so you know you did that. And I said, yeah did a lot of it here and then you know uh, we finish it off over at 17th and they asked me about doing their their verse record it was awesome I had a great time you know and, and it was it was really cool it was it was really cool because you know I grew up learning how to sing largely by learning his dad's songs you know what I mean yeah so it was cool to like give back and try and uh, like help out you know Oh yeah. I'm really stoked how the record came out. Those guys all play super great. They're uh you know, I think they're all in their really early twenties
1: and they all they're they're gonna be really good. I mean they're already really, really good.
2: Um, but I mean like especially Nick, I think he's I think he's like nineteen actually, maybe twenty. Dude's great. He was like two, three takes done. Yeah. <laughs> fucking kids yeah, all man. of them, they just had a great yeah. energy too. Yeah, they they had a lot of energy. Uh, it's funny, but they all at one point would take naps. Well, it's like I can never sleep. You know, I'm I, I, if I hear like a um, church mouse, I'm like, what is that racket? You know, uh, they they're they would like a lot of energy lot of energy and then take a little snooze. It was pretty funny. I, have, oh, I think it. I have a picture of each of them crashed out at one point <laughs> during, the, during our recording sessions.
0: Now, uh, did, you, did you record, did you do the, uh, you did a B Foundation album, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how's that? So, I mean, okay, let me put this into context. Obviously, whatever, it's a recording album. My question, I guess, lies in, you know, You grow up with all these people Play music pretty much the whole time That's what keeps the bond together You know The thread throughout These relationships Whatever whatever. But there's a point where like You know We cross over In an actual like Professional world You know what I mean How is it Getting to work with your homie From back then And like into it In Making that cross Kind of in Together but in different places
2: You know what I mean You know what man It was a fucking blast yeah, those dudes are, a uh, laugh a minute. Jason could be a stand-up comedian, or a security guard, or, or, a, or a security guard who does stand-up comedy while bouncing. Um, he's so funny, and you know, Pat's total character. Gil Bonus was on guitar, back on guitar for this one, and he's hilarious, and Ian, you know, is one of my oldest and best friends. And uh, so they actually came in super prepared, and um you know, cranked it all out. We did the drums at seventeenth, came back to my place, and they've all partied and crashed and slept on my floor at my place. So it's like nice and familiar. Yeah. The rates are a little mellower and, and you know, so it, it's like uh everything really make noise in <laughs> <what> the What <floor? laughs> Uh so so um you know it was just all good times and good vibes. You know what I mean? Oh, Came in, they cranked their parts out. You know, I, I, I got a wall full of guitars in my place, and they brought a couple amps, and we just busted everything else out at my place. And, and it was fun. And it was no pressure. And so it was quick and efficient and a good time. So it was, you know, like you say, it, it, we were working in a professional capacity, but it felt just like... Yeah, We were all just hanging out, having good times, you know what I mean? That's and, uh, and, uh, and you know, I think because they're my good bros, you know, I, I I put all myself into every project I work on, especially, you know, put your name on something, you know, you want to work hard on it, yeah. make sure it's the best it could be. But, you know, those guys are really, you know, especially knowing them individually, like I know Pat certain likes certain delays on certain things, I know... He, 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 you know what I'm saying little things he likes and he has a taste for um, I know Jason likes the big reggae low end well, yeah, you played I know with them he, for a while right yeah, yeah yeah so I played in the band for a little you know I was like a hired gun yeah. for a little while and had a really good time doing it um, got to do like a six or seven week expendable Josh Michelle run that's actually where I met Josh well, well I met him like a little time before then but first time we like broke out and hung out <laughs> but, uh, but yeah man always a good time with the B Foundation Oh, yeah. funny story about Pat last time he was at my house we had a party bus to the Viper room for the Zen Robbie Dead Man's Hand release and uh, Pat gets on the party bus and comes back to Long Beach with us I think he was following some girl and uh, at the end of the night we all think Pat left with the girl but apparently they had just gone downstairs to like have a cigarette or something and Pat got locked out so, Pat <laughs> breaks into my neighbor's house, <laughs> into his garage, and sleeps on the floor. <laughs> so I wake up to my neighbor screaming. And he's like a big guy, you know, don't mess around. He's a really, really cool guy, he's a teacher, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, I wouldn't want to get on the bad side of him, you know. And he's like, dude, your friend, uh, you know. I almost, got my, I almost got my gun out. We were trying to wake him up, and he was yelling at us like we're bothering him. <laughs> He's like, 10 more minutes. Like we're his parents waking him up for school. And I'm just like, I'm like trying to absorb everything that's happened. And Pat's just there like, sorry, dude. <laughs> you know, you go to survival mode, you know? But, oh, man. So, yeah, I, I miss you, Pat. Dude, <laughs> I want to
0: say... Pat, dude, Pat. Like one of the last times I partied here, Pat. uh, Pat was with me Mm -hmm. at this house. Now I can't remember. I'm. I'm almost. I'm almost sure he was with me, but I don't remember if it was like I was here, and then I remember I'd go somewhere. We we made ecstasy that night for sure. But I don't. But it wasn't. So we didn't go anywhere to get like anything weird. Like it was beer run or some shit. But like. I I was here. I had to go somewhere and I had to come back. And I don't remember if Pat went with me to come back, but I know he was here when I came back. So this might have happened, but dude, this was like the craziest fucking five minutes ever, dog. Like, I fucking literally, it was like a U-turn. Like, you can go out that way and then come back up like Mm Exemino, you know? And fucking, we're coming back, dude. And we're behind the fucking car coming up to the red on, right on 4th and And Light turns green, you know, just normal fucking for like not going in slow, whatever, just goes right in the green all slow. <gasps> <gasps> fucking, dude, this car just comes in and takes this fucking Explorer out, right? And fucking dudes are okay. I was mean, so like, I fucking hang out with the dude's brother. I'm like, holy shit, right? Like, we're like, but we're like, oh shit, we gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like You guys are all good? Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then we came back and party. Swear God I was like that that quick fucking fight. It, I just remembered that shit. I'm pretty sure Pat was with me I'm almost positive <laughs> uh, Okay, so now now There's all this nostalgia running wild. Yeah uh, So do you remember remember that evicted thing the clothes? Uh, yeah. yeah so before I met you like a year prior I had sponsored this band This other band It was like the first band I sponsored right And fucking But I sponsored them For a couple years But they had broken up You know which is Like They would broken up Probably at least a, Like at least a year Yeah at least a year Before I met you And so uh Fucking uh Anyway It's a band called the the, the the name of the band Was called Eight Count <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Love the holes. Fucking like I didn't even know probably honestly probably for like five like four or five years after I met you. Man. You know what I mean? Like you were in that band
2: before. I was an eight count when I was in high school. <laughs> I was uh Yeah, I was 16 I think 15 and 16. Yeah dude that was a fun band to be in dude I loved those guys so that was a different sounding band than you were than you've been into since yeah back then A count in the early days was all like vandals no use for a name bad religion yeah you know like uh, between the couple singers that there were you know, first it was uh, Robert Howa who's awesome, and the funniest dude you've ever met in your life. Uh, then it was Matt Tabor, the dr- originally the drummer, and then Edwall came in and started drumming. And then when I, after I was out, Matt Truhan, I think was the next guitar player? No, yeah. no, no. no. Yeah. There was one dude. Nordy. No, Norden was always oh, there. He's always he's, there. Yeah, he he's a, a shredder, dude. I love Mike. He's the best. The <laughs> um, uh, Nick. It was a guy named Nick who played shortly with them, I think, and then, and then uh, Matt Rand joined. But also, the very original guy before me was a guy named John Mackenzie. So the original lineup was Robert Howa, John McKenzie, Mike Norton, Mark Legaspi, and Matt Tabor. And then after John left when I joined, and then after I got kicked out, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's when Nick started jamming. And I think Nick started traveling right after that, right out of high school or something like that. And so, uh, so yeah, he, uh, then Matt Truehand joined and that was a lineup for a while, I think. Did they get a new bass player, or was Mark always with them? Mm, Joe. Joe joined when Matt joined. Yeah. So I think after, after I left, or was asked to leave, uh, <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark, split around just before or after Nick, and then Matt and Joe. Where was it next guys?
0: And then uh, where's and that?
2: Then, and then they had, then they got successful.
0: <laughs> where's that? Uh, Where's that group of Stymies Roscoe Um,
2: calling all this? (laughs) Um, Yeah, dude. Where can I get all these tapes, dude? I'm fucking. Man, I have a couple Stymies Roscoe and I refuse to show them to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, man. (coughs) I'm probably about 16. And. It was such a weird sound. It was like very Long Beach sublimey but it had like this Elvis, her- 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 her, like <laughs> kind of like bluesy thing. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, dude. Uh, that's when I first started smoking weed. So was that before, yeah, that was, so that was right before uh eight count.
0: That was right after eight count. Oh, okay, so there, and okay. then okay, okay, that's how. You, so so weed was the key ingredient to all of this. <laughs> I was gonna say, how the fuck. So I was like, what <laughs> well, was the thing between A Count
2: and Tall it's, Boys? It's strange. After Tall Boys, I joined a band called. No, 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 I'm sorry. After Stymies Roscoe, I joined a band called Music Box Serenade. Do you remember when I was in, in yeah. Music Box Serenade? Uh, we were like a. Uh, it was like kind of deftones, adrenaline oh, shit. kind of sound. But a little more like Deftones meets Chevelle. Like the real heavy but yeah, yeah. melodic. But a couple funny like uh, funny time signature, like cool cool riffs and shit. The the guy that was writing everything, Tim, he was amazing. He could play everything and play it well. Um and uh and that was all really heavy, you know, hardcore almost like not quite Screamo but borderline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was playing bass. Oh wow. And I was like, you know, the 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 riffs were, of course, like, super cool and complex and the changes and all that, but compared to all the other stuff I was always doing, I was like, this is great. I don't have to barely remember shit, and I could just move around on stage, and and this is like the, you know, that band was already playing shows to full rooms. I just walked on and yeah. all of a sudden was, you know, playing to full rooms. It was great. That's, yeah, it was super cool. And... um so yeah I mean the full rooms were at Chain Reaction I'm not saying we weren't selling out <laughs> oh that place oh, God, I remember that but one. I mean we used to pack chain then. That <laughs> yeah, parking lot bro oh yeah so um, so yeah I don't know I don't know if that was the ingredient or if I was just like not so angry anymore <laughs> uh, you know it's like how had a you know, right after Music Box, or right towards the end, I started playing with um, Timmy and Thomas, when we started the Tall Boys. And I started not being as interested in playing bass yeah. because I wanted to sing. All of a sudden, we originally were trying to find a singer for Tall Boys. I didn't want to sing again, and because uh, I didn't think I, was, I didn't think I was very good at that time, and I don't I. Not just saying that, like, I listened back and it said, like, not very good. <laughs> but, um, while we were waiting for somebody, I was writing a couple tunes and, and, and you know, just getting my feet wet with all that and started really liking it. So, so yeah. How did Thomas feel about being in a band called the Tall Boys? Because he was so bloody
0: short. <laughs> I
2: said, don't worry, dude. It's ironic. Let me this. Shout out Bumblebee and the Camaro. Who? <laughs> the Camaro. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's door got tore off by the bus. No. You remember that? No. He, that's why he got that. That's why he got the Billy yeah. the, the truck. <laughs> That dude had the worst luck with cars and <laughs> women and instruments. Uh, <laughs> word. So what's next, man? Oh, man. What do you well, got in the mix? Well, just finished my acoustic record, Gin Joint Jukebox, and it drops October 10th. We're having a release party over at D Piazza November 10th. And um, as far as new releases, that'll be the next one. We have uh, a new Jelly of the Month Club record that's about three-quarters of the way finished. Very excited about that. Nice. Um, are
1: you very familiar with any of the
2: Jelly of the Month Club stuff? A little bit. I watched
0: some videos and stuff. Let's, let's talk about so. I'll throw it out there. We didn't really touch on that too much. Because uh, that's pretty. Because inter- that's a pretty interesting path you've
2: gone on. Man, you know what? I... I, I <laughs> If you asked me a couple years ago if, you, if I thought I'd be making, you know, family-friendly music, yeah. I'd be like, have you heard my stuff? Yeah. But uh, it it wasn't... I can't take credit for the idea. Um, the story goes, Todd and Bert and Bud were all on a Sublime with Rome tour, you know, and they got two tour buses. One had the families and, and you know, you can go there and sleep, actually, and the other one had... other stuff (laughs) and uh, so they were on the family bus one night and and, you know they're all watching like a a commercial for uh, I don't know if it was Yo Gabba Gabba or something and they were listening to the music on the commercial and they were like you know we could do this why don't we try and do this you know why why don't we try and make music that's fun for the whole family but it's not so like playing dumb to kids like you know brush your teeth I mean you know that's a multi-platinum selling hit and what the heck do I know I haven't even gone aluminum but you know I think that uh, the point the point is <laughs> for us to have to, for us to provide an alternative to what children have available to them right now which is in, in my humble what the hell do I know opinion uh, a lot of like like I said, playing down to them, or a lot of computer-generated stuff like yeah, samples, yeah. and they're going pop, and and it's like, man, I grew up on old-school Disney, like anything from the '50s to the '90s. Yeah, it's like stand by me, so try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know you listen to like the 1950s, um, Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah, there's chase scenes and fight scenes and and, and hilarity going on and there's no dialogue it's all told through the music it's all very highbrow done by a world class orchestra you know what I mean and so I think their idea was to have okay we're gonna make not just children's music but music that will have positive messages on kids but aren't so catered to children that it'll be fun for the whole family it'll just be a, a positive message or a funny silly story or whatever you know and um so I got the phone call because I, uh, I had asked Todd if he would play some saxophone on Lovely in the Middle, which just came out. And he gave me a call and he's like, hey, you know, uh, he I, I, we had just done I Want to Be Like You from Disney's The Jungle Book mm-hmm. with Zen Robbie and we had just put it out. And Todd was like, hey, we're doing a, basically, you know, this children's music band. You know, it's a, uh, it's me and Bud Gott and Bert Suzanka from Ziggins, and and we were seeing if who wanted to be, you know, the Fourth Horseman. And I'm like, what? Who's in the band? You <laughs> <laughs> know? So I'm like, heck yeah, I'm down. Sounds amazing. So what do you mean by like children's music, you know? And so they start telling me, and, and I had actually just recently penned a couple of tunes that. With the lyric change here and there, and a limerick <laughs> swoop here and there, and swap, you know this for that, and it worked great for kids, you know. Um, uh, Brand new friend was one of them, okay. you know. And, I, do, uh, I did see that one. Yeah. yeah, that you know that one was about just making friends, and and we add a uh, some silly,
1: <laughs> you
2: know what I mean. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that's cute, you know what I mean. And so everybody brought all these great songs to the table. And we had a recording session, and it's our first one. And we're at Dr. Todd's house by 2nd Street. And I get a phone call from my friend, your friend, our friend, Mr. Crumb. And uh, he had just gone through a breakup, and and he was all bumming. And he's like, Hey, man, I'm at Shannon's on 2nd, come have a pint with me, you know. And I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of busy right now, dude. You know, I told him where I was, and, and he's like, "Oh my God, Bert Suzenka! I love Bert Sigan, That's like one of my heroes. Like, can I can I come by and say hi? I'll be a fly. Oh well, shut up. I won't say anything." And as he's saying it, I'm thinking, "Dude, we don't have. I'm either playing bass or guitar, because originally I was cast as the singer and the bass player and the the producer. Yeah, to produce the records." and Bert was going to play guitar and we were going to keep things super, super simple and... like, like I mean like minimal, you know, not these big uh, you know, six, seven piece band that, that we've come to be but like, we were going to keep it very simple I'm thinking as Crumb's saying, can I come by dude, we could totally use Crumb in this band he could sing, he could play everything and well and he's great great here for harmony and he writes killer stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm talking to the guys and I'm like, hey look, so my buddy's on second street right now. I kinda milked it, like he's kinda going through a bad breakup and, and Bert, you're one of his heroes, and he's actually an insan and sensational uh, you know multi-instrumentalist. Maybe you could like jam along or just like help us hold the beat while we're doing some writing? And they're like, sure, sure, bring him over. And in my head, I'm like, dude, he's in. As soon as I get a load of Crumb. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. So he's there. And we're like, hey, guys, you should check this thing. Because me and Crumb play together all the time. So we were like, hey, check this song out. Check this one out we do. And I think part of the reason I got asked to do the Jelly stuff is a lot of the swing type stuff that I like doing. Like the Jungle Book tune. And like Jazz Band. and, And, you know, stuff with that type of vibe. And... So Crum and I have a, a slew of, of different Louis Prima tunes and different like sort of swing, almost borderline gypsy jazz-esque type shit. And once they got a load of Crumb's playing and singing along with me, they were like, oh my gosh, let's have him be in the band too, you know? <laughs> and so like we just formed like Voltron right then and there. And, um, and so then we had our first, that was our first demoing session. We had our first recording session and just it was it was magic man we, we were literally in stitches on the floor crying laughing so hard at some of the stuff we were doing and, and recording <laughs> like we're like oh my god we're really doing this you know um, awesome. and, and it's and it's been a great project you know it's it's fulfilling in a whole lot of different kinds of ways that I didn't know were available <laughs> you know what what happened in Chicago?
0: Did um, you did you did you got, I heard you guys got stuck on 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 physical repeat?
2: Oh. <laughs> so in Chicago, <laughs> we flew out to uh, we, we wrote a song with Jelly called Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. And we wrote, wrote out uh, flew out to Chicago and we stayed across the street from Harry Carey's restaurant. It was an awesome steakhouse slash bar nightclub kind of dealio it's a really dumb name for a steakhouse (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so we flew out there because we were playing the wild card game against Pittsburgh last year or two years ago and um, so we were playing the rally at Harry Carey's restaurant and bar from about 4 a.m to about 10 a.m. for all the local news outlets so we get there at 3 three thirty, and we're like there's no way anybody's here yet like you know we just got off the plane at almost midnight so we got a, literally got an hour sleep walk across the street wheeling our gear you know just like what are we doing? <laughs> you know? and so we get to the bar and we start setting up our gear by the time we're done setting up there's like Six or seven major news outlets, like already setting up their big ass cameras and get their interview. You know the people over there and, and getting their interview on. And all of a sudden, by like five a.m., the place is packed. Damn. Wow. So. <laughs> so we played Cubs, 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 our song about sixty-two times. Uh, we played Chicago by Frank Sinatra about thirty-eight times. Who's counting? And, uh, <laughs> those are those are uh, modest guesses. <laughs> and uh and then yeah, and then so <laughs> after we get done, right away we all go back to the hotel rooms and just like crash. <laughs> you know, you're like oh yeah, I almost fell the chair. <laughs> These yoga ball chairs are tricky. <laughs> um we'll we'll call Zed Robbie for nothing. <laughs> So, so we, call, we call, it a, call it a night at about noon, and wake up about four, and we jump in a cab to head over to Wrigley Stadium, Wrigley Field, and Crumb, like, screams like he sit, sat on a buck knife or something. <laughs> it's like, whoa! And we're like, are you okay? You know? He's like, we're on the news! and sure schnitzel I look behind my seat cause I'm in the front and around right the back of the cab on the headrest they were, they were showing us on the news God, there's, right. there's Bert's beautiful mug and they're interviewing him and he's like God bless the Chicago Cubs <laughs> and there's us jamming and I mean it was really cool <laughs> right, uh, first time in Chicago got on TV oh yeah we're gonna go two for two dog okay
0: yeah. well shit I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that part off there cause uh, I think I think we can squeeze out a part two for some reason, and talk.
2: You gotta go squeeze more. out a part two. Yeah, that's what we.
0: No, but uh, I, want, I want. Let's do a. Let's do a little plug segment, man. Let's. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Like, just go crazy. Where can you be seen? Reached. Talk about the
2: lunar high, fucking. that well, you July know. Of the
0: month, fucking. Yeah.
2: Lunar high. It's just a new project that I kind of have on the side. It's almost like a pen name it's some really poppy kind of dancy stuff that we're just having some fun making yeah. you know uh, I don't really have any real plans for it I'm shopping it at, at the moment you know um, actually trying to sell one or two of the songs um, but you know it's, it's just a for fun thing you know to have a new outlet uh, where I can kind of you know have some fun in that genre I feel like over the years I've done so many different genres that I've had like a, like a real romance with all of them, or at least a lot of them, and so I don't just want to do one, you know? Yeah. Um, plugs, you can see Zen Robbie S- September 8th at The Standing Room in Hermosa Beach, and you can see us October 20th at On The Rocks in Long Beach. Where's that? Is it the new... It used to be beach club. Then it was Pints. It's over on 7th and Bellflower uh, by CBS next to the Togos. Oh, shit. And the shit. bank. Oh,
0: shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got good oh, food. Wait, what were they. What were they when they first started playing music? Pete's Patio? Pete's something,
2: yes. Yeah, Pete's Beach Shack or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, Jelly Eye of the Month Club. We're playing Music Tastes Good Festival. We're playing Day 2, October 1st. That's awesome. play at high noon with the first band of the day, kick things off bring the kids on down and, and I host a Tuesday night variety show with a couple of great bands every Tuesday night over at Gallagher's in Long Beach over on Broadway and Temple in downtown Long Beach uh, yeah. first, first Tuesday of the month open mic night we get some really talented singer-songwriters in the area yeah. second Tuesday is Top 40's night, we have a band from Venice Called the Brobots. It's a a guy from Britain and two guys from Russia, singing top forty hits, and they are like so insanely talented and hilarious, lovely guys. And uh, oh, the bass player is Sully from *Meet Me at the Pub*. The drummer? Oh no, he's he's the best. (laughs) And uh, the third Tuesday is Piano Man Night. We do like a piano bar where Crumb comes in with a keyboard and does a bunch of Elton John and. And uh, other people who sing songs on piano. <laughs> <laughs> and the fourth Tuesday of the month is my favorite. We do all blues all night. Mostly stuff from the Chess Records catalog and some Jimi Hendrix. Sweet. You know, Money Waters, Helen Wolf. And uh, if people have a pen and a pad, where's a, where's a good website, Instagram, all that good shit? Oh, yeah. You can find me at uh, MikeDangerously.com. M-I-C. Dangerously.com. You can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, dude, I'm fucking stoked. This fun went down. I'm pretty. I, I'm. I'm gonna make sure we do a number two way sooner than later. Let's do it,
2: man. Cause uh, we can do this all day. That's yeah, fun. Man. Thank you so much for having me. man. I'm Thank stoked you. to see you doing uh, so much cool stuff. And I love the setup you got in here and all these. Uh, you got this giant computer screen. It's, it's giving me a complex I stole it from my mom dude it's like, <laughs> I, this isn't my
0: home this isn't my house screen "You don't piss I'm like uh, I'm gonna have to go home and grab one of these like <laughs> immediately <laughs> this is ridiculous
1: that's awesome <laughs> that's
0: awesome right on well internet you got it uh, SoundCloud just go through all this shit I'm gonna post it up on all the show notes too uh, you go to ElPrimoBrand.com where there's gonna be links to all this good stuff iTunes SoundCloud Stitcher just google it you'll find it long haul podcast episode 90 Mike D appreciate you thanks it, for man. having me brother always a pleasure
1: have a good one. Yes. forever cause I know I'll be living in vain I don't wanna fit wherever I just wanna keep calling your name until y'all come back home I just wanna keep calling Until y'all come back home I just wanna keep climbing in I'm sitting eyes wide open And I got one thing stuck on my mind Wondering if I dodged a bullet Or if I just lost the love of my life Till y'all come back home. Just wanna keep calling your name. Until y'all come back home. Just wanna keep calling your name. Until y'all come back home. I've been looking sad in all the nicest places. Baby, baby. I feel crazy. I see you around in all these empty faces. is Every time that you are walking by I say on myself, she's so fly Yes, she is She's a flower honey pie Oh, honey pie So easy on the eyes She's so fine, she make a woman cry mm mm-hmm. mmm She's a flower, honey pie. What could I ever do for you to make you believe that I'm the one? Your destiny, not Bob or Bill, Jim, Phil or Steve. Oh, honey pie. Every time that you go walking by. she is she's a flower honey pie By. every time that you are walking by, I say to myself she's so fly, yes she is, you my fly, honey.